I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by KMA Audio Machines, an effects pedal range sporting undoubtedly some of the best-looking graphics and best-sounding circuits out there. With a heart and soul well-rooted in the classic tones of yesteryear, but with a mind firmly fixated on the present and future needs of musicians, KMA are an extremely exciting new brand. Handmade from start to finish and with unwavering passion for perfection, each and every pedal is designed using a custom double-sided PCB, assembled, silkscreened, tested and numbered by hand in their own workshop, all of which guarantees high quality, while the use of a virtually indestructible powder-coated die-cast enclosure ensures maximum durability. KMA Audio Machines truly stand out as one of the most exciting new brands in the business. Now available worldwide via Audio Distribution Group. Or visit kma-machines.com for more details. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello, Joe. Matthew Knight. Hello, Joe. And Marcus Packham. Hello, Joe. Yes, that's right. We're uh, we're we're back again with another episode. I don't know if we're going to do questions this week because I think even though there's only a tiny bit of news, there's quite a lot of other cool stuff for us to... Uh, to talk about so we'll kind of we'll see how uh, that goes didn't we but only qu- answer like three questions on the question yes. special last week <laughs> yes we did well maybe we'll okay, answer sure. some questions we'll see how it goes and if you want to um, ask us a question listener or that we won't if answer you want to, yeah if you if, or if you want to get involved in the discussion in any way then you can by joining our Facebook group on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum oh now, I better introduce our new patrons, people that have joined us over on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, I'd like to say hello to Jonathan Jeffrey. I don't normally trust a person with two first names, but in this case, well done, Jonathan. You have signed up, so you're obviously good. Um, and to uh, Sean Demary, who has, who has upgraded. Welcome to a higher tier. Um, and to uh, Joe Hoppard as well, who's joined us at the top tier, the $10 tier. So look forward, Joe, to your name being sung out at the uh, at the end of this episode. Do you still do oh. that? 
Yeah, yeah. There's a new song. Well, it's the same song, but you know, it's uh, um, backwards. You know, different names. Everywhere. <laughs> I was just so happy with you know the the song that I made because it's got a chorus hook and everything. Okay. Um, so it's like Is a proper song going, now. Thank you for your money. You <laughs> paid for loads of rubbish. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's something like that. That was sub- it's eerily similar to the uh, to the actual tune itself. Good. So, uh, so well done. Um, we should also talk about the fact that we is it's the last week um, to enter the Thorpey Effects giveaway that we're doing because on next week's episode. Um, we're going to be we're going to be announcing the winner. So this is your last your last chance. Um, we are giving away a Thorpey Effects Heavy Water Dual High Headroom Boost Pedal, um, which of course is highly regarded and and highly ranked by all of the nerds um, in last year's Gear of the Year podcast series. Entry is open globally, and all you've got to do is visit the Guitar Nerds. Um, any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, find the entry post and answer the question, what is one piece of merchandise available for purchase on the Thorpe FX website? To find the answer, you need to visit thorpefx.com. Yes, yeah, Jay. it is It is open to everyone, but we would prefer that someone in the UK wins it because it's cheaper to post. So if yes. you are, if you do live in the yes. UK and you haven't entered yet, please do. Yes. Uh, just, you know, because we don't want to be, sh- we don't want someone in Australia to win this. No, That'll no, be, we don't. It's, it's just, it's just, that's just ridiculous. No, exactly. So, nearly, yeah. nearly 50% of our audience is in, um, in the States. Yeah. Well, if you, so. if you people could just not enter, that'd be, I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. that. That would be, that would be for the best, I think. Yeah. The best for everyone. One. but yeah whew, there we go so there's a competition yeah there's more competitions we've got we've got like at least two more competitions lined up after this um so and know. once once self-isolation is over we've got the uh the joe branton date night to auction oh. off as well oh yeah exactly that no that's one a wants great to win that you can win dinner <laughs> dinner and a show You've got you've got to pay for it though. <laughs> you just you, you what you're winning is an evening with Joe. Yeah. We're giving your away op- opportunities left, right, and centre. You've got to buy all my drinks. <laughs> yeah, that's that it. would be great. We should oh, I thought you meant Joe off. had to pay for it. All. Oh no, no, I said no, Joe no. had to pay for it as his own personal pocket. <laughs> Joe doesn't pay for anything out of his personal pocket. No, it's the no, guitar no. nerd's kitty pays for his lifestyle. I surround myself by um, by friends who are overachievers in order to. <laughs> Sustain my sort of continued underachievement. Yeah. That's the nicest compliment anyone's ever given us, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> that is all right. No problem. Anyway, oh, let's uh, let's talk about some guitar stuff. So today I got through um, the Ashdown Ant, which is their new pedal board amplifier, a two hundred watt bass. It's kind of it says power amp, but it actually because it you know it doesn't have like an input gain or anything. It's just got you know, a master volume, but it does have a three band EQ on it and a mid shift as well. Um, but super, that's, that's kind of what, an, what a fantastic solution, a 200 watt super like crystal clean, basic pedal board amp for bass players. I mean, it's so you li- can go, it, it's, you could go into a cab from that. That's right. It has a speak on out on oh, the top of it. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so you can just, Plug straight into it. Have that on your pedal board with like a, you know a preamp of of choice, you know, um, and you can go yeah straight into a cab, boom, 
That, it's just a. It's literally the opposite of the CTM three hundred two man lift <laughs> amp head that I use at the moment. But um, why can't they combine the two and make a two man lift pedal board amp? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a made great out of dark matter. <laughs> That's a great idea. But um, but also, you know, Ashdown haven't just released it for bass players. They've done a newt as well, which is the same thing, two hundred watts again, but revoiced for guitar. Because of course, for bass, I think two hundred watts. Uh, digital is is right on the uh you know right on the cusp of of gigable sort of, sort of thing it's it's certainly very loud um i think it caters for it fine but you know it's it's like that's the least amount of gigable wattage i think you can have whereas for guitar the 200 watts is actually ample and and if anything for me you know oh, it's ba- still 200 watts yeah yeah oh right wow okay so so as a as a bass player obviously i'm very excited about the ant i think it's a fantastic product and a wonderful solution i'm really looking forward to making a board that's like a board and my amp in one that's really cool but i think overall the product i'm most excited about is the newt just because it's it's 299 pounds and and you're getting a basic eq 200 watt power amp think of all the great you know preamps that are that are out there in individual pedals let alone um uh <clears throat> let alone uh you know things like the helix and stuff like that um i, I think what an absolutely wicked product i think it's um it's worth mentioning because i definitely don't think they've shouted about it enough if you go to the ashdown website and you go to pedals there's actually a lot of stuff that i don't think we've really talked about but they've got um a whole range of new designed um i'm guessing well i I say guitar effects i mean they work for guitar or bass but triple shot drive macchiato compressor studio compressor velvet compressor uh, dynamic filter. Uh, they've even got the phone box, which is a headphone out slash DI box. Um, I think that is for basses because that has got two speak on outs. But they've also got some valve driven DI pedals as well. Yeah, and the yeah. Funk Face, the, the These... legendary Funk Face. They That's what that I call Joe when I'm annoyed with him. <laughs> <laughs> the legendary Funk Face. No. <laughs> you, you are, Joe, I just have to say now, in front yeah. of everyone listening, you are a legendary Funk Face. <laughs> I forgot uh, about I forgot about all those pedals. So that Macchiato is the uh, Guy Pratt signature compressor. Oh, and the, so it is, the, yes. The three controls on it are dark, medium and light, which is quite neat because it's what what is a macchiato matt you used to drink macchiatos didn't you macchiato is if i remember rightly a very short espresso with a tiny bit of milk usually the 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 difference between coffees is just the amount of milk and actually the order that you you pour the coffee in the hot water because i didn't realize that an americano is hot water first then the espresso uh, is it? Yeah, I think so. I thought it was the other way around. Welcome I mean... to the Coffee Nerds podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it is very nerdy at all. <laughs> no, 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 well, I didn't all. realise this really basic coffee was made this way. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, sort I just of don't similar understand. to the Guitar Nerds podcast. I don't understand <laughs> why you make guitars now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, some really cool stuff. And... Uh, and yeah, the 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 new certainly very exciting. Um, we have um, coming up at some point. We're we're confirming dates at the moment, but we're going to be doing a giveaway for both an Ashdown Ant and an Ashdown Newt. 
Um, so that is that's certainly very exciting for for listeners around the globe. Um, very cool products. The the note. Just looking at this, do you need to have it plugged in to a speaker to use the headphone out? Um, I'm. No, that's a good you... question. No, no. I I would imagine it works independently as a headphone amplifier. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah, because it, it, it'll just be that the power amp inside, and it'll just divert it to either the headphones. Yeah. Or the speaker out. I'd imagine you probably can't use both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Huh, yeah. Cool. Interesting. Very cool. Good little. Um. Good little solution. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about uh, pedals, listen, you will have heard on the start of this podcast, if you're not listening to it on Patreon, um, that, that we're sponsored by KMA Pedals at the moment. And I've got a massive pedal board of all the KMA stuff. So I'm going to be kind of like working through it over the next few weeks and talking about all the um, all the different pedals that it's they a, do. Um, it's a brand that we don't or haven't really talked about much. Uh, I think we've we've mainly um, talked about them if, if the odd um, news story comes up. But I always see them at shows, mm. and I've sort of never really interacted with them as much as I think I should have. Because if you go on their website, they make some some pretty crazy stuff. And their website's pretty cool. Whenever you hover over a pe- pedal on the website, the LEDs light up. I thought that was quite cool. But they um, they make some some really bizarre stuff. Yeah, it's like really some... interesting. German German company. They also get quite creative with their LEDs. They're, uh, you know, they 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 work them into the design. I actually think the screen printing and the design and everything about these pedals is 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 very high quality as well. There are things like there's a fuzz, uh, the the worm, and it has like six or eight LEDs. It only it only does on or off, but. Uh, it has this sort of circle of LEDs that are the mouth of this big sort of uh, Dune esque worm on the yeah. On the front it, is, cover. it is the Dune worm, I think, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, they do do some absolutely crazy stuff. So I was kind of you know just getting a uh, you know a rough feel for all the pedals first of all, and the thing that I was immediately attracted to is the weirdest pedal on there or at least i thought the weirdest pedal that's weird for you to be uh (laughs) you think the weird one's the best one yeah but it was actually also their newest pedal the cirrus which is as they call a spatial temporal modifier (laughs) i mean yeah exactly exactly why not it's essentially a delay and reverb but it does some really interesting things with um with that delay and reverb uh for example you can have it um you can have that delay pitching so you get like a, a bu- 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 you know sort of pitching a to, to a bu- 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 <laughs> you can get that that bu- bu- sort of thing bu- 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 puppy you know, power yeah exactly <laughs> That's a blast from the past. Yeah, that was a blast from the past. That's a scrappy do. Oh yeah um but uh coupled coupled that kind of with this big washy reverb and this uh because of the sensitivity controls you get like um like a slow gear on top of that as well as this yeah this washy reverb plus the octaving delays all of that together and it's it sounds like the sort of thing that i build out of four or five different reverbs and delays when i'm using a helix but all in this one pedal for you know, for like 150 pounds like they're not even a, a, an especially premium priced brand um 
but yeah, as as like a as a first dip into them, I thought the series was absolutely fantastic, and I'm going to be kind of working my way through them over the over the coming weeks. The um the one that I always see crop up is the Horizon, which is their um interdimensional multispatial stereo phaser. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, I think I've got the. Uh, I think I've got one of those from a different brand, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's real common. You know, they've, it's their take on a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cheap screamer, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that all, that for some reason the graphics on that, and I always see that that pedal pop up, but it's a very nice pink and purple color. Um, stereo phase. Ten looks very good. micro switches on it, Matt. That's right. Yeah. Ten micro switches, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> ten micro switches, four micro pots, four regular size pots, and then two. Well, an on-off switch and then a tap switch. That's a lot of controls on a pedal. Yep, it's a lot of not- controls on a phaser, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, let alone anything else. Phase ninety just had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, it's effectively like five phase nineties, just you know. With all the extra controls in there, um, I, I think it looks great. I think all their stuff looks really good, uh, and their website is very well laid out as well. Lots of fancy descriptions and stories about the uh, about the sounds. Um, yeah, definitely a very very cool brand. I didn't realize they've been going since twenty thirteen. Not a long um, time. They're a relatively young brand in the scheme of things. Yeah, I just it's they've just not I guess we've just not really spoke about them much, but um they're definitely cropping up on a few more pedal boards I've seen recently. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um well yeah, I'm going to I'll probably talk about a different pedal each week I think because there's uh there's so many to get through, but they're all I'm having a great time so far. It's loads of fun. And I guess uh, I guess moving on from that, um talking about what I'm plugging them into, my goodness, the Katana 100 Mark II. The uh I, I hooked it up to Tone Studio for uh, for the first time to open up the the massive wealth of effects that you then have access to. I can't believe that you've done this, Matt. I can't believe <laughs> how... I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I can't it's believe... a good way to start a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how much is available on the Katana Mark II. I know we've spoken about it before, but, um, but it's unbelievable because you... you Essentially, you 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 log into listener. If you if you plug in your your Katana Mark II to your computer and you open up Tone Central, um, it then allows you to. Uh, now I'm using this with a foot switch as well, so I've got the uh, the G GCFC G something FC. I don't know. G A F C. G A F C. That's it. Great um, football I've team. Got that. Love yeah. them. <laughs> Golchester Athletic Football Club. Golchester. <laughs> yeah, Golchester. <laughs> They score um, all the goals <laughs> <laughs> with their chest. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the foot switch allows you to either control the individual kind of effects, the delay, the reverb, turn them on and off as conventional stop box, stomp boxes, or you can have them. You can use it as you would a um, uh, a switcher where you're where you're switching between the four channels of the amp, and each one of those channels can it include can be geared towards any of the amp models and have any of the effects on or off um which essentially gives you basically access to the ms3 entire through just the katana um i couldn't believe the things that were on there things like the wave synth you know this is we're talking about a 300 pound amplifier um i had reverse delays i had you know um 
tape delays, loads of different types of reverb. I've got access to the the harmonizer. And because the Katana also has an expression out, which also does the GAFC has its own expression out as well, um, I can do I can allocate effects to that foot switch. Not I don't just have to use it as a wire or a, or a volume. Um, and then I can control. I can move pitch around. I can move delay speeds around. It's it. I, I can't. It's all believe. for you, Joe. <laughs> you know, when when I was I was thinking about the future, and uh, we were sending a sample, and I was like, just just make it. Just think about Joe. Just think yeah. about Bo Banton. <laughs> what would Bo Banton do? Well, it's and, I, I'm just. You know, I'm going to be. Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say for his audience participation pedal, he needs the. <laughs> um, he needs to have a wave synth controlled by a foot controller in his yeah. amplifier. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I need. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, my plan was to start playing in a, in a new project, playing guitar. Obviously, that's scuppered by everything that's going on at the moment. But um, that was kind of my reason behind getting a Mark II. And I was thinking, you know, I'll use it for because I, I think the the spring reverb on the katana is excellent, and. Um, you know, I really like the clean sound from that amp anyway. So I was figuring that's what I'll do and I'll have a few select pedals. But I literally do not need to, despite having the amount of stuff that, you know, I've got access to, all the pedals and things that we have. There's nothing that that I, I could possibly need to plug in that isn't available via the, um, via the Tone Studio software. I just, I don't know why people are still buying things. <laughs> all right mate don't don't put us out of business yeah. we need people yeah. to carry on buying things podcast. so they can we need people to carry on buying things so they can listen to our like ill-informed uh slapdash oh, yeah, opinions about them <laughs> yeah that that is true that is true oh now i've got i've got some other things i want to talk about but i feel like i've been i've been talking pretty uh non-stop so uh so jay why don't we uh why don't we talk about um yeah because there have been a lot of things that have been being made free and available for people um, who are quarantining, quarantining, and something pretty cool has come up. Yeah, so Fender Play, which is the uh, free to uh, like the 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 internet based um, guitar learning software that Fender launched. I don't know, a year or so ago, oh, maybe longer than that. two years ago. I'm actually yeah. I can't really remember what it was, <clears throat> um, but. Uh, with everything that's going on, uh, Fender basically said, okay, look, I think it was at the start of last week, um, just said, first 100,000 people that want to do this will give you three months free. And uh, it it just happened immediately. So it's been it's been uh, pushed over to the first 500,000 people, I think. I think that's what I read. What? So, wow. yeah, they're basically, if you uh, want, there's like loads of lessons on there for beginners or for... Um, for uh you know good players um and also people who aren't beginners but also aren't good players people like me uh there, <laughs> are, there is uh there's loads of stuff on there and it's, and it's really good and yeah basically you get three months for free at the moment um and yeah i just it's 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 mad i think it's it's really cool it's cool that there are so many people who i don't know whether they're people that are kind of new to playing guitar i suspect it's a bit of new uh kind of new guitar players but i would expect a lot of it are people like us who are thinking okay well i'm probably gonna have a bit of time on my hands now maybe i'll just 
learn how to play guitar properly as opposed to just playing <laughs> these few chords that I know, um, which is, you know, uh, it can only be a good thing for what we're doing um, in terms of, because all we want to do is talk to people about guitars and guitar stuff, really. Uh, that's all we do the rest of the week is text each other about that. So um, I think I think it's really cool. I think it's really exciting. And it's it's cool to see what goes on with it. You know, I'm seeing people from well outside of our kind of sphere of um influence well sphere of influence but you know well outside of our kind of like regular guitar friends who are talking about this and it's uh yeah it's really cool really exciting so you know i'd check it out if you get a chance yeah i guess because fender is so uh, so massive they're so sort of uh um well known so they're the right brand to be offering this sort of thing and people who aren't already in the know are being able to find it and actually utilize it yeah totally totally and i think the fact that it's such that fender's such a big name has helped by you know it's been picked up by a lot of the major american news like broadsheets and stuff so i think that's a that's a really good thing oh, that's um, cool so yeah you know if it gets more people playing guitar that's all we really care about and you know maybe in five years time they'll be uh listening to guitarners it's probably yeah. worth as well, like if you're, you know, if you work for someone who produces like plugins or, you know, you've got like um, IRs or anything like that that are free during this time while everyone's indoors, drop us a line and I'd imagine we'll, we'll give you a shout out as well because like for everyone loves free stuff and, yeah, um, exactly. you know, if we can point people towards it, that helps you and it, it helps them as well because they get free things. You yeah, bought a load absolutely. of stuff this week, didn't you, Joe? I, I did, yeah. In fact, well, to, um, today, the day that we're recording this, I, I shared in the group earlier, but um, Black Rooster Audio, who are a plug-in company, a German plug-in company who I'm, I'm very fond of, um, they released a, a bundle that they're actually calling the Stay at Home Bundle, um, which would normally be, it's basically, it's, it's almost all of their, or a decent cross-section of their compressors, their EQs, their tape simulator, um, and then a few other mastering tools and um, some amp models and things like that. But basically, it's nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of um, plugins uh, that they're doing for ninety five dollars. And then out of that ninety five dollars, they're donating ten percent of every um, sale um, to the uh, to the Who covid19 response fund Mate, I oh, the, cool. who, the who have probably got enough money they've done all those big albums <laughs> you know they've done like tommy and like quadrophenia yeah. and that i reckon yeah. they're all right for money i don't think they need well, the donations no. yeah there you go yeah but um but yeah they're really good company i mean i i uh i use their magnetite which is their it's like a tape deck uh you know simulator so i can just run everything um through it afterwards i use it as a mastering tool to make everything sound a, a bit vintage and joe come on we've got a term for that what are you you got to stay on brand what did i say oh it's a, it's a make gooder thank yes, you it a, thank you it's a vintage make gooder but i think that that's a vintage make gooder modern plugin yes <laughs> it's a make gooder but it like it's a make gooder that goes on the other end of the chain exactly than at the front Exactly that. Exactly that. But well, um, you, you know, I I bought that about a year ago for for ninety dollars or something like that, which that that plugin is individually, and you now get that with about twenty other things for ninety five quid. There's just there are so many great plugin deals at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth hunting around for stuff. Speaking of hunting around, I uh, I, I got a new bass. Of course you did. <laughs> Again, is this the Epiphone or is no. this another new one? No, another got, one. Yeah, 
What? What did you? I, I assumed you were talking about the SG. Yeah, I did. I got Joe, we need to talk about your wages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, I got a Gibson SG base in 2003. Oh, okay. It is this. Sorry. I, yeah, it I, is. I, yeah. I thought it was something else as no, well. Last, Sorry. Last week I got the Epiphone EB1. This week oh, yeah, I okay. got the Gibson SG base. Um, New base so, yeah. every week, unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, I've I, I popped a, a set of Newtone strings on there, like sixty to one fifteen, so I could get a short scale down to um, down to D standard. But uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I am I am I only want Gibson stuff, which kind of brings me on to the fact that I, I'm selling my Baja. It's it's going up on Reverb this week, um, but I'm going to. I'm going to, I think I want a Melody Maker, but I need your guys' help. I could get the Gibson Melody Maker reissue from a few years ago, like they go for about £500, or I could get, um, you know, the Epiphone Les Paul Special, the new one, but I'm not a massive fan of the yellow, or uh, there's the Epiphone um, SG Standard, the 61 Maestro Vibrola. Uh, model as well so I'll tell you what there is actually a guitar that I'm just trying to find some while you were talking about I was trying to google it and I can't remember what year it is but there is a melody maker that is uh, really really nice it's like mid 90s I want to say like 95 I've only ever seen them in red, like a kind of hot rod red colour like you know post box red sort of thing Um, and They've got humbucker in the bridge and no other pickups and just a volume and tone mounted on the scratch plate. And they're supposed to be really, really good. And you can get them for not a lot of money. You can get them for sort of four or five hundred quid. I've seen um, one of those, actually. I've seen yeah. one of those recently. Yeah, um, they um, they tend to be like quite difficult to get hold of. Like they don't think they made that many. Um, I'm just I'm trying to find some details now. I'm sure it's like 1995. Five, I want to say is is right. the year. Okay, okay, maybe. I mean, I saw that. I didn't like that it was plateless. Like it, it was maybe a bit modern looking for me. No, they've got they've got a scratch plate on there. Oh, do they? Oh, maybe yeah, they've it's got a scratch plate. I'm thinking of then. Yeah, they've got a scratch plate on there. I, I think they were made as like a cheap option. And actually, I've just seen that there is a two humbucker version available as well, um, which is in the same series. I don't have the year. It's like mid nineties ish, um, okay. and yeah, it looks like there's a one pickup version or two pickup version, both humbuckers. Um, and yeah, they've got. A scratch plate but i think it's yeah it was a cheap option because the all the controls and the jack plate and everything were on the scratch plate um so i think it's yeah was just like a something they probably just turned out in the 90s it doesn't seem like there was a lot of love for that sort of guitar in the 90s like it i think the first the first ones that sort of came back were like the ones that i've got you know 2002 roughly um uh, that's when though they, they started coming back out again, uh, and you started seeing runs of like uh, the one that I've got, which is a gloss one with a single pickup. But they also did special uh, junior, but they also did specials as well. Um, and then they did things like the they did two humbucker ones. I know Blake from Tone Mob has got one of those, which is like a satin finish two humbucker, totally flat top. Um, sort of, I think they called it Les Paul. It wasn't a junior or a special. I can't remember what it was called, but um, but yeah, it seems in the nineties that sort of thing didn't really exist. You know, melody makers or juniors or specials, um, and these are just some weird anomaly that you occasionally see 
Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really trying to find the year. It's really annoying. I can't hmm. find it. Let me do so a bit more digging. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. What, what, what do you think then, then guys who, who aren't, who aren't Mark? Um, SG special faded. You think, no, no, no. Okay. So best guitar ever. Yeah, it is good. And also if you, you know, if, if you, if you're just looking for an affordable Gibson, other than Melody Makers, the SG Faded Special does tend to be the cheapest Gibson that you can buy, which is incredible because it's also certainly by all of us, it's revered as being, you know, a, a very, very good one and certainly a wonderful workhorse. Um, but again, it's just too... Um, to a bit modern for me. Introducing the all-new Primo Mega and Mammoth Slinkies from Ernie Ball. Made from the same materials as their most popular strings, now available in gauges designed for today's players. Primo Slinky and Mega Slinky sets feature half-gauge strings, with Primo ranging from 9.5 to 44 and Mega running from 10.5 to 48. Designed for drop tunings, the Mammoth strings boast a gauge range of 12 to 62 and are now the heaviest slinky strings available. Learn more about Primo Mega and Mammoth Slinkies by visiting ErnieBall.com or your favourite guitar retailer. Get yours today. Guitar Nerds is brought to you in association with Faith Guitars. Based right here in the UK, Faith Guitars are designed by British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, who has been hand-building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business. Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith Guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods, but you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith Guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners... Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. Um, do what I do and go to yeah. eBay, search Gibson, and then just go price lowest to highest. That's exactly what I do. do <laughs> and yeah. then try and buy the <laughs> cheapest thing possible. <laughs> well, this is why I think about Melody Makers. So, so no one, no one thinks I should be looking at the new Epiphone mine. They look. The I mean, they, they look fine. But I think you know, if you want to spend four or five hundred quid, you know, you could get. I would say at the the one that's most available, but I think is probably not the best option is that reissue. Uh, Melody Maker, which has got the two like strap pickups in it, or uh, what uh, the single strap pickup in some yeah, cases. Yeah, it's just one. You and think then that's it says... the best one? No, 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 no. I think that's the cheapest one you oh, can get, okay. and I Sorry. think it's that... probably not the best. But at the top what? end, you know, you could look for 
you know, like one of these weird reissues, which has got the humbucker. They're really good because they're gloss finish. Uh, they've got the proper neck join. I'm looking at it, it's 1997, and prices, yeah, are like four, five hundred quid. And I think you know, if you buy second hand on one of those, you're getting a guitar that is going to be, you know, feels like a proper American-made Gibson because that's what it is. Yeah. What 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 was your reservation, Mark and Jay, about the reissued Melody Maker? What the the Gibson one? Yeah, they were just they were just a very very affordable guitar. You know, they were made certainly to a price point because they were like three nine nine or something. Jay, you might yeah, want they to- were they were really cheap. And I think the the issue that I had with them was there was it, they were cheap at a time when kind of there wasn't a huge amount of competition around premium branded cheap guitars and. Like basically, it was. I feel similar to those as as I did to like the Mexican standard strats and tellies at the time when it was very much a case of someone come in and be like, "Look, I've got four hundred quid to spend on. I, I want to get this Les Paul. I want to get this Melody Maker Les Paul." And I'd always, I'd basically always push people down to the to the the Epiphone because I thought that they were a better guitar for the money in the same way as I would with a Mexican strat in comparison to a classic vibe strat you know i i think that the the difference between what was available at a slightly lower price point at the time was just the gulf was massive right. um and i don't think that's the case now i think the what is it the what are those uh the what's the modern day equivalent of a melody maker now the n25 or something the they're called oh, no i, I guess the, the 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 um the most applicable thing would be that double cut junior that's you know yeah. yes. that they're doing now, 700 yeah. quid or something yeah it's uh, about 700 quid and and that's got all the all the controls mounted through the plate on the front there is another melody maker that you could look at which is the thin body um uh-huh. and it was like a weird midpoint I, i'd have to again i'd have to find the year but it was like a weird midpoint before they did those reissues they did the thin body so like a you know t- traditional melody maker in yeah. the satin finishes, like those reissues, but with like a proper stop tail and with P no- a single P ninety in the bridge. So kind and of they a- weren't they weren't Melody Maker headstocks, were they? They were. They had like the the wings. No, I uh, mm, I don't know. I need to look. Um, give us a Melody Maker. Yeah, I think they had a. P ninety. Let me just have a quick look. Um, yeah, no, I think they were a Melody Maker headstock, which mm, is okay. fine by me. I don't mind the Melody Maker headstock at all. And if you, if that's specifically the sort of thing that you're going for, I actually love that headstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they look fine. Um, yeah, I can't find any. Pre, it just says pre 2014 is on these pictures that I'm looking at. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. So, yeah, I mean, that would be another option as well. I, I think that's better than the ones with the strat single coils. My main problem with those reissues with the strat pickups is that, like, the pickups just don't sound that great. Um, right. okay. And for, for, for a guitar that's got a fairly thin mahogany body, putting strat pickups in, they just sound a bit like a bit too kind of wiry. Mm, um, yeah. Whereas if you go for something like these, which have got the humbucker, uh, sorry, we've got the P90, or you go for that. 90s reissue which has got the humbucker in it you're getting a much fuller sound i would say yeah i guess so i guess so okay i'm gonna have to give it some more thought because i certainly think like the melody maker is the coolest option and i'd kind of almost be willing to you know maybe get a better pickup for it or something like that just to have one but well that's you know. i mean that's the other option if you go for one of the ones with the strat single calls you know you could chop into it and do whatever you want with it but i mean i think you might as well go straight to the source and get one of the ones that's got a got a p90 already yeah yeah, yeah, you'll and probably... And in fact, I'm just having a look. People have done some, like, mods on them where they've added a scratch plate and stuff, so it looks more like a junior, um, and they look fantastic, really good. And I bet you could get one of those for, yeah, maybe 400 quid? Yeah. yeah. Like the um, the good thing about the uh, SG special, and I'm jumping around a bit here, but the SG special fadeds that Matt was talking about, you can get them for 400 quid and even below sometimes these days. So, like... <laughs> they're such a bargain um, yeah. and if, if you want a kind of thinner body like Gibson guitar that isn't going to cost you a whole lot of money and has got that faded finish on it the SG specials they just cost like nothing these days and they're so good yeah they are they are great they're a little again just like a touch modern I'd have to do quite a lot to it like I'd have to get some proper chrome pickups in there um, I'd have to tee cut the whole body to bring it up to a gloss but it that's going to be the same for the, any of the Melody Makers you go for, the reissues, because they're all exactly that same finish. Yeah, but the Melody Makers always were that finish, so it, it's it's fine. Well, like, not it, really. No, original Melody Makers are, you know, proper, like, full nitro... Uh, sorry, yeah, full nitro finishes. Yeah, I guess I guess so. They're just... Yeah, the, the old ones you see are always, you know, so worn down that they're sure. almost a sand. But, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I guess there's work to be done on any of these things. I, I will have to think about it. Uh, Mark, you wanted to talk about Lemmy. I do, indeed, because uh, the Lemmy documentary has found its way to Netflix, uh, and I hadn't seen it yet. I don't know if it was a Netflix production, but it's certainly a few years old. Um, and because I'm sort of in quarantine now, I haven't got any access to any new guitar gear at the moment. I haven't even got an amp plugged in at the moment because we've had to make room in the living room for another desk so we can both work from home and stuff so i haven't got an amp set up i'm kind of playing the dan electro a lot which i mentioned last week um but what it means is in the absence of like playing any new stuff or trying any new gear i'm just watching loads of music documentaries and last night we watched the lemmy documentary uh which i haven't seen before uh like i said i i didn't i don't think it's a netflix production but it's just come on netflix um and it's absolutely amazing what a great movie about someone who 
you know, I know a little bit about him, um, but it really is a good kind of um, peek inside the life of uh, of Lemmy. And uh, what comes across most is that, like, the thing for that he's into is the music, um, and he seems very free of any kind of like normal rock star nonsense. Um, and that was quite refreshing for me. And also, obviously, the gear is amazing. You know, the yeah. the Rickenbacker bass he's using, the Marshalls that he's using, th- pretty much throughout, he's using the signature, uh, the Rickenbacker signature, which is the... The carved one. Yeah, the 404LK, is it? Yeah, 404LK. Um, friend, which- uh, friend of the podcast, J.D. Short, used to make those when he worked at Rickenbacker. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Because it's so, as far as I understand, there was only 60 made. Um, and, yeah, they've got that carved walnut top, which has got oak leaves kind of hand carved into it. So I don't know if J.D. was doing that, and he might be able to... Oh, I'm probably getting some of this wrong, and he'll probably correct us on this. But mm. um, yeah, I don't that... think they were that limited. I, I thought that there was they were they only made a very small number per year. But I don't. Didn't, I mean, I suppose from everything be... that I'm seeing, yeah, there's only sixty available. Um, and whether there was like a different version or something, but yeah, this one, which everyone refers to as the Lemmy signature, the four double four LK, uh, saying that there's yeah sixty made, and I've seen that in a couple of different places. So. Oh tend to uh to believe that but yeah i mean and then obviously pairing up with the marshall uh which was again i think another limited edition from what yeah i was just having a look it was had a signature uh uh nine it was marshall lemmy 1992 lem super bass head with a four by 15 cabinet and a four by 12 cabinet so if you wanted the complete stack it would set you back eight thousand seven hundred dollars wow uh, the head alone was four thousand two hundred. Uh, I don't know what they limited to in terms of production numbers. So, from what I remember, they didn't basically, but they weren't making any as a standard thing. You had to like order it. So, I remember at GAC, we ordered one for a customer, and he had to wait. I think it was something like eight or 12 weeks, something like that, because they were made to order. So, yeah, in terms of them, like knocking around probably the people that ordered them and got them probably haven't sold them so yeah i mean i can't remember the last time i saw one like on the market just floating around but yeah i mean i would highly recommend everyone go and watch the doc because you know he comes across as just a pretty nice down-to-earth bloke who's sort of really just in it because he loves doing the music uh and you know obviously he likes to uh have a drink and knock about and and all that. But yeah, it's really just like they've just ground out the albums over the years because that's their job. You know, they're one of those bands. Um, We sort of talked about it a few weeks ago after I watched the Manic Street Preachers documentary, talked about it when I think we'd watched the Rush documentary. Um, And obviously, you know, those guys personality-wise, very different to Lemmy. But I think the thing that's sort of consistent over a lot of these music docs that I'm watching is like, the people who are making this music see it as a job. Same with the Tom Petty one as well. Like, if you haven't watched the Tom Petty documentary, you should do that. It's like five hours long or something. Um, but the the thing that comes across with all of them is these people take this as like, a, this is their job. They go to their job and they do music and that is what it is. The I think there's less um, sort of romanticism about the artistry of it all. It's just like... Yeah, we haven't done an album for two years, which means we can't do a tour. So we've got to do an album. So we do that and then we do the tour and then 
that lasts for two years and then we do another album. And I'm sort of into that in a way. I quite like this, you know, not like waiting 10 years between albums or anything like that. It's like, this is your job. Just grind them out. I like the it. The functionality of it. Yeah, on, it's wonderful. Uh, on a similar note, I don't know if you've seen the Connie Plank documentary, which is it's on Amazon. Um, so Connie Plank was a German record producer and he did uh, like a bunch of the Kraftwerk records um he did uh the f- i think the first eurythmics record um he did a bunch of stuff for ultravox basically like kind of weird synth sort of pop kraut rock crossover bands i guess to a degree and um it's it's like so interesting it's so so interesting it's 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 run by it's hosted by uh connie plank's son and um he basically is just going around talking to all these people who his dad recorded, and uh, like, but he, he also did like the Scorpions. So there's there's like <laughs> Rudolf Schenker is in the documentary, and they're all like, oh yes, I remember you. Uh, his name, um, I can't remember the kid's name, Stephen maybe, but they're just like, oh yes, I remember you when you were eight years old and you were running around this this farm naked. And he's like, yeah, great, thanks for that. <laughs> um, but like it's uh, it's it's really it's really interesting and like Connie Plank's um, ethic was very similar and it starts by talking about all the stuff that he did and then it kind of veers off into the the the, the kind of family impact that that had the fact that he was working you know seven days a week twenty hours a week or whatever, twenty hours a day and uh, you know you kind of get a bit of that. Um, and it's uh, but it's it's really good. It's re- it's like really really interesting. And he only worked with people that he cared about. So they talk about the fact that he was offered loads of money to do a record for you too, and he was just like, no, nah, I'm just not interested. I just want to do. Uh, oh, there's this another weird band from Cologne wants to do a record, so I'm going to do something with them instead. So it's, uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's it's re- it's really worth a watch. though. it's really good. Another um, documentary recommendation, just while I, I don't know what uh, reminded what you were saying reminded me of it, Jay. But if, if people haven't seen the Bouncing Souls documentary, um, the last time I checked, it was all up on YouTube to watch. I think it's called, oh, I can't remember now. It's, it's subtitled 15 Years of the Bouncing Souls. Uh, it covers like the first 15 years of the Bouncing Souls. I was going to say, that must be like 20 years old then. Uh, yeah, I think it came out in 2000. And- five or something so right, okay, yeah. uh, um, but I mean as with any band like the first the interesting bit is like the first bit so uh, yeah do um, do check that out like I said last time I checked it was up on YouTube and definitely worth a watch uh, because that's an interesting band and if you're into bands with like work ethic then uh, that's one to uh, to watch and we uh, we actually put out a YouTube video um, this week as well um, for the first time in a while, we did a we did a video on top five um, modern classics. Uh, yes, go on. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say about. What's the what's the feedback been like? I saw some people upset with your choices. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Of course, every, you know, people it's are going to be. Everyone's upset. Yeah, yeah, everyone's upset. That's what. That's yeah. That's YouTube. But. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think the choices were pretty uh, and quite deliberately on my part a little contentious. Um, but I was trying to think of what guitars you know I think might might be able to stand the test of time, and people might remember, you know, fifty years on from now would become would become standards. So did it? Did it? Did you guys see what I picked? 
Absolutely not. No, no. Yeah, I watched not. it. Yeah, sure. Okay. I so, did. Uh, no, I did watch it. I did watch it. I, don't I, know, actually, it I did watch <laughs> it. I just didn't want to give yeah. you the satisfaction of yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I thought I thought it was really good, and uh, I thought it was really funny. How, if you don't mind me, kind of spoiling it a little bit, Joe. Uh, the fact that you, you know, you picked two guitars that were kind of influenced by super strats or whatever, and you highlight the fact that it's. You know, you're you're saying in there. Look, I do appreciate the fact that I've chosen two guitars that are kind of are a bit similar and are essentially super strats. But this is why I think they're interesting. And people still went, "Oh, I can't believe you just chose two super strats." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, just completely yeah. ignoring what you actually said. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the 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 inevitability of YouTube, I guess. But um, but yeah, it was it was interesting trying to pick things that I think will. Uh, will stand the the test of time. I won't give I won't give the ending away. I guess can we give the ending away? No, Mark, people have no, to go okay. and watch it. Okay, Think yeah, about the on. numbers. Yeah, okay, yeah. Then we get That's them for right. a podcast listen, and we get them for a YouTube watch. Right, okay, got it. Right, well, listener, I don't know why I brought this up because I'm not going to tell you any more about it. But you should watch the video. It will be uh, it will be it will be quite fun. Anyway. Um, we should uh, oh should we do some news or should we How do some we questions? Uh, we got like ten, fifteen, well, fifteen, twenty, something like that. Why don't questions. we do? Wait, let me have a look at the questions. Is there any there or is it all guff? I mean, there's some cool <laughs> news as well. Uh, should we should we just go straight into? Let's do the questions. Let's go questions. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do the okay. news question next special. week. We'll, we'll have a little bump, bumper news week next week. Bumper news week next next week because I can hear the dulcet tones of the question duck ushering in the fact that we are now into the question segment of the podcast. First up, did you see Eric- before before you jump in? Did you yeah. see the bit of feedback that someone left us about the question duck? Was it me? And, and did it say it? I hate the question duck? No, I, it wasn't that. It might. It may well be. That may well be the case. I've never listened to any of these episodes, so I don't know what the question duck sounds like. But uh, I did hear, I did see someone say that um, they're disappointed that the question duck does not, there's no like, there's no mastering that went on. You don't pan the duck from left to right. So oh, I think that's something you should think uh, about that's doing. A good idea. Someone wants actually, a more realistic VR duck experience. Yeah, okay. right. I, yeah, I yeah. actually did hard pan the duck to the left. Um, uh, last oh no! Week. You, yeah, okay, I get that, but no, I think I think you should. If you're going to pan it at all, it should be. You, you want some sort across. of binaural duck experience? Yeah. Binaural. Yeah? So I, I want a real binaural ducking. Yeah. Okay, fine. I can give you a binaural ducking. <laughs> Thanks. Next, this this week, oh well, the listeners will have just heard. You've just had a good binaural duck. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's do some questions. Eric Scott says, uh, <clears throat> um, what is your guilty pleasure guitar? The one no one would think that you would like. Um, Eric himself is a diehard Ibanez fanatic, but he's a sucker for a nice telly. Um, so, so yeah, I guess Matthew, Matthew Knight as, I, I don't know, what is well, Matthew Knight's taste? You, you're kind of, you're pretty you're relatively I'm open. broad. You're, you're I pretty am. open. I'm not um, sure you could the, have a guilty pleasure. You was just such a broad. No, I, I, defi- man. I have definitely got one um, because I think all of you guys will hate it. But the one guitar that I would absolutely love um, is the vintage. I say vintage is not. Well, I guess maybe it isn't. He thirty years old. The early nineties John Petrucci Picasso. I don't even um, know what that is. Do you not remember they did the so before 
John Petrucci joined uh, Music Man. He had a run of Ibanez guitars, and they oh, came God, in I remember very fancy finishes. And one of them was the Picasso, which was just <laughs> some multicolored faces on a guitar. Um, in fact, an Ibanez RG550. I'd love an original RG550. They go for crazy money now. Um, Did you they own were... an RG550 for a while? I owned a very, very um, destroyed Ibanez RG550, an original one, um, where none of the pickups were original. Uh, It basically didn't work in any sense. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was totally gone. And I... And I, th- I can't remember now. I think the neck had been filed down even thinner than it already was. And I was just like, I bought it for like next to no money. And then was just like, if I'm going to own one, I just want to own a good one. Um, so, yeah, I'd love and I mean, they came in amazing colors, obviously. Um, but, yeah, those they, they just they play amazingly they just they're great playing guitars even though i'm not that kind of player um for me yeah an original ibanez rg550 but i would love one of the uh ibanez john petrucci they came in there was picasso i'm gonna try and have a look now yeah there There was was, they they did a they there were three colors when there was a black and white there was a pink blue and orange and there was a red green and blue but they, they, I think they did some other finishes. 1995, they came out. The JPM 100, according to the Ibanez um, wiki page. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they go for ridiculous amounts of money. I think the last time I saw one secondhand, I saw one secondhand in PMT Birmingham. I think they wanted five grand for it. Oh my goodness. Um, so I was like, hmm, probably won't. Probably won't get one of those. But just looking here at some of the other models, there was a JPM 90 ham. I don't know what the ham standed for. I really <laughs> just, hope it's just the ham. Just the, ham. the, the whole I'm front hoping. of it covered in sheets of Billy Bear ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it is. Oh, it's really disappointing. Um, there's no ham involved whatsoever. Was it heavy it, actual metal? And it was just like heavy metal. It was I made of heavy metal. I think it's like a. Um, it's like a maple top, smoked bacon maple top. (laughs) 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 But um, it's ridiculous because they've got, I mean, there's got to be some people out. I'm sure there's someone out there, ultimate John Petrucci fan who's just got, because obviously Ernie Ball do the Ball Family Reserve, like limited edition um, music man guitars. And there's probably someone out there who's got all of those and all of the Ibanez, because it looks like there was a lot of different um, Ibanez um, signatures as well. Um, yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, for me, JPM 100. Um, <laughs> okay, very cool. Very so, cool yeah. indeed. Mark Packham? Well, I mean, Matt's stolen my thunder, because I was going to say Ibanez RG 550 as well. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We can have the same one. Well, basically, anything that is kind of more metal-focused, I would suggest, with like that finish maple neck, that kind of weird... It's hard to describe how Ibanez necks are finished. They're kind of... They're oiled in a way that they sort of feel... I don't know, they've got this like powdery finish to them that makes them just feel so nice. And I think the RG 550, because that was like the first one with a maple neck, is that right, Matt? 
Or it's like it's basically the classic one with the maple neck. Um, yes. Yeah. Ma- maple board, you know. I think what I mean? it's um, it's the it's the cla- it's the classic model with maple neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was going to be my pick because I just love how they age. And uh, actually, Joe, when we I don't think it's come out yet, but we did a uh, an interview um, with Ben from Joe Do Guitars, and he talked about how he tried to recreate that on his arcade caster or whatever it was called. Um, create that kind of. Uh, Ibanez super stratty oiled neck. Um, so that would be my pick, really, RG550. But I'll tell you the other things I also like from Ibanez. Obviously, the Talman guitars I really like, but I kind of don't feel that's too it's not far a guilty out of our pleasure, really. No, 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 definitely not, because it's it's basically like a kind of weird stretched out telly at the end of the day, I suppose. Um, but the other thing that I would say is I really like some of the Ibanez like pointier shapes, things like the Iceman and the Destroyer. And I actually think the best one out of all of those is the Fireman, the uh, Paul Gilbert signature. I really like the body shape of the Fireman. um, And I really like the sound of the first one, which was the one that had the three single coils. Um, Yeah. Because, and Paul Gilbert did actually a really good video at the time uh, when that model first came out about like, you can get, as long as you've got some sort of kind of noise cancelling going on, you can get some really good metal sounds out of like Strat single coils. Um, and worth digging out that video because some of the sounds that he gets off that guitar with the single coils but using like loads and loads of gain, it sounds awesome. Um, and that guitar just sounds massive and it is kind of just a big sort of guitar in general. Um, yeah, I guess that would be my choice really for this, like the Ibanez oh, Fireman. So- I was going to say, actually, talking of Paul Gilbert, it's worth mentioning, obviously, recently on Instagram, he's been playing his original Racer X Pink guitar. Um, and I can't remember what the model was, but there's basically he plays this, like, neon pink um, Ibanez. And I'm, I think it must have been a signature from them, but that guitar is absolutely amazing. I d- yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark. Those, those Ibanez, definitely. I really want one yep. now. That Racer X guitar is like before they were doing RGs, right? It was like halfway between something like, you know, like the Musician or the Roadsters and the RGs, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because this would have been like mid-80s, I guess, wasn't it? At that point, Racer X, mid-80s? I think they were like a bit later than that, actually. Um, yeah. Oh wait, are you talking about the Strats sort of Super Strat style, or the he's got no, like a fireman in that color as well? It's um, hold on, I've just found it here. It looks like it's got a fireman lower horn, but then it looks like an explorer. Yeah, that's a different guitar. I'm the picture I'm looking at when he's in Racer X. He's got yeah, just like something that looks halfway between like an RG and a roadster or something like that but yeah this yeah i think that was one of the early ones but yeah he played like a half explorer half fireman sort of um thing at one point uh, he also according to his wiki page or the racer x wiki page he at one point played a modded epiphone wiltshire in pink nice in fact i'm looking <laughs> at he cool. is the best um, he is the best honestly he is the best of all the shredders paul gilbert he's hilarious i think i'm looking at it right now and it, yeah it's got a, like a floyd fitted and like two humbuckers and stuff yeah it looks amazing yeah wow yeah that is pretty ridiculous jay cross guilty pleasure we're all going to be going for sort of metal guitars i imagine as our guilty pleasure as those are the type of instruments that we don't like I don't, I don't know really to be honest with you because i i you know i kind of like what i like which is 
like tellies and les pauls and i guess some like weird offset stuff like i really like the i don't know if it counts as a i don't think it counts as a guilty pleasure but you know the um the yamaha sgvs i i absolutely love i don't yeah, really think I'm that counts sure as a guilty yeah, I don't think pleasure they're still still kind of within your style i thought you were probably going to say the like the washburn solo or something yeah, like that um, yeah but maybe I, I, I wasn't sure was there nothing like at gak when we used to be able to try out anything was there not like a a guitar that you were definitely like this is not something i'm into but this actually feels and sounds great no, not, <laughs> not, not really. That's good. That's um, good. That's but fine. Like, that, you know, that means you're true to yourself. That's I guess good. so. I just, you know, kind of super strats and, uh, you know, point. I guess I, I tell you what, actually, probably the closest thing would be a um, uh, BC Rich Warlock. <laughs> what? Is Go that on, the why? one that I'm thinking? No, no. not the Warlock. The What's what BC Rich am I thinking of? Uh, like what did the one that Slash play? Is that Bitch? Yeah, I think so. No, not that. Ah, uh, what what is that other BC Rich? I'm gonna find it because they only basically do those. Is it the Mockingbird? Now. Mockingbird, yeah, Mockingbird. BC Rich Mockingbird. That is the answer to this question. And um, the prop, I would, and um, we've talked about this before. I would happily have one if I could get one in like somewhat of a regular looking finish the problem is is that they're all either bonkers flames uh horrible black or pearlescent white uh like or um or or yeah like loads of weird switches and stuff if if i could get a mockingbird junior i'd be all about that <laughs> well, the thing is, a though, mockingbird <laughs> junior in, in black or in natural or like a 70s walnut Mockingbird in so, like single humbucker, bloody so they, lovely. They do that. Well, they do the the natural one um, as part of the. I'm just not on their website now. They do that as part of the legacy range, um, but they are very true to the original guitar. So yeah, they've got uh, volume. I think it's volume, then a toggle switch, then another volume and tone. But they've also got three micro switches and a sort of chicken head yeah, knob on see, there as well. That's the problem here. Just, um, you, just, you've lost have, me. Let's have a look. Pick up an electronics. Control out. Two <laughs> volumes, one tone, one three-way toggle, individual mini switches for pickup, coil tap and reverse phase, and one five-position very tone filter. Um, and obviously they've got a Floyd as well, so it's probably not up your street. <laughs> but, uh, no. See, what I want is a Mockingbird, but just a single humbucker and a volume and tone. And that's it. That's that's what I want. Like I, you know, I quite like the headstock, the the mad BC Rich headstock. I, I quite I quite like that. I I do especially like the older one, the one that looks, you know, a bit like a uh, what's the word I would use? So it looks a bit like an open book. Um, let's let's leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I I think they're I think they're cool. There's just there's too much going on with them. Um, and it's certainly any of those horrible ones that look like swimming pools, like that's that's absolutely not for me. Uh, but yeah, if I, if I could get like a regular looking one, I'd be all about that. Annoyingly, yeah. they do pretty much the thing that you're after, which is the 50th anniversary Mockingbird Natural Transparent. So regular headstock with the, just the big R logo, like the old school yeah, logo. That's cool. Sounds um, good. It's got. I mean, the top is a bit figured, but it is basically natural. Yeah. Uh, two humbuckers with a stop tail, like wrap around stop tail. Fantastic. Two volumes in a tone with a three way yeah. toggle. All yeah. good. Uh, the only thing is, twelfth, thirteenth, eleventh. 10th and 14th fret 
uh, has a 50th anniversary logo that's oh. the entirety <laughs> um, of those frets. Joe, I'm just putting it out there. Next video, yeah. top five Paul Gilbert guitars. At one point in Japan in 1996, he was like, you know what? I love the Beatles, so I'm going to make a Paul McCartney-influenced Beatle bass, Ibanez, with Super Destroyers in it. So it's a <laughs> Hofner body with a weird short Ibanez headstock. He's had some mad guitars. Ice Stroyer was the model that we I was wow. thinking of from the right. 80s, by the way. I believe yeah, he's, he um, he's in a Beatles covers band, isn't he? Um, with a bunch of the guys from Dream Theater. Um, they just find the name. <laughs> that sounds um, brilliant. Hang on, I can't remember what they're called now. One second, they are called no, Yellow um, Matter Custard. Uh, Yellow Matter Custard is a Beatles tribute super group. They're called what? Yellow Matter Custard, which is a line from um, <laughs> I Am uh, the, the Walrus. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yellow Matter Custard is a Beatles tribute super group consisting of Mike Portnoy, Neil Morse, Paul Gilbert, and Matt Bissonette. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's intense. It sounds a, great. I want to watch those. Uh, they've yeah. got uh, two releases called. Uh, the first one's called "One Night in New York City." Second one's called "One More Night in New York City." That's <laughs> 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 oh, that fantastic. But yeah, he does have a great range of guitars. Um, I, 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 I would find it very difficult to answer this question because I, I kind of like everything. Um, I'm not sure there's anything that I don't like. You know, I like modern stuff and I like traditional stuff. I tell you what, the, the only thing that does bring to mind is the only place where I do put limitations on myself is is for, like, uh, basses to play in polymath because, you know, I always want to play classic-looking instruments despite the fact that I love, you know, things like, you know, headless status basses and stuff like that. We, we do try and sort of play vintage-style gear. But um, I... I I sometimes find myself in the quandary where I'm like, I really would like a Spectre Euro because they um, just felt absolutely incredible to play. Do you remember we had a Doug Wimbish one um, yeah. <laughs> in, in GAC for, for years? And I absolutely loved that. Uh, I loved that bass. It was because it was about, I think we had it for quite a long time in stock because it was about like two and a half, three grand, something like that. And it didn't come with a case for some reason. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just... And also, was, I mean, it was orange, which, you know, yeah. apart from me, no one really likes orange bases. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a bit weird. But it, it sounded incredible. I just love those Spectre Euros. Like, they're, they're just so bright and zingy. Um, yeah. You know, the PJ pickups, the brass nut, um, just this lovely sort of long gloss neck. They're just so cool. They they really are very cool, but they're just you know maybe just a, a touch a touch too eighties for me being able to get away with and and they're an investment as well because you know they're you can get just a regular euro you don't have to get the Wimbish signature and you can get those you can get them in some tasteful colours some simple blacks or something like that but um, they are like two grand so it's a it's a big investment for something that you're not that I wouldn't be a hundred percent on board with with the look but um, but yeah. Absolutely incredible sounding uh, guitars. Now, boys, that um, that pretty much brings us up to the the so just end. To, sorry, just to confirm, we answered one question there, right? <laughs> we. <laughs> I mean, I never claimed that this okay, cool. be a question yeah, special. Good, this good, time, good. Just but, just double checking for you know just 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 wanted to double check. 
Well, we've got, you know, there's always next week. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. Da- yeah. Dangle that carrot over the listeners again. <laughs> we Do you want to hear us questions. answer one more question? Tune in next week. <laughs> um, yes. Might but, be talking uh, about some news. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and talk about some news. Um, but we are going to be continuing it anyway over on the uh, the Patreon version of this podcast on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, um, where we are continuing our Gear of the Decade podcast series. Um, so, you know, tune in over there to, to, to hear us trying to decide upon. There's only a couple more episodes left. We're going to be deciding. I've, forgot, what... I've forgotten where we are. Did the, have, have we announced that the DL4 one? We just decided that the DL4 one, we, we announced that, yeah. <laughs> DL4 is absolutely not from last decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, just, it was so good. It, we've it's just decided, we've, we've given it an honorary award. We carried yes. it over. Yeah. yeah. Now, to become a Patreon supporter, it costs only a dollar a month, and you can enjoy the podcast ad-free and early every week. Or at the $5 tier, uh, you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week, plus you get access to our entire back catalog and at the ten dollar tier you can become an executive producer enjoy all those benefits plus you get the prestigious honor of having your name sung in our podcast song uh yes there you go uh you can follow us on all the major social platforms with that guitar nerds join us on the facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell Cheers, gang. Yeah. Take it easy. It's me, too, and you're just sitting with Tom. Oh, really? I told you. She's got a ticket for you to be really nice. Here you go. Joe Hopper and Schultze, Michael Howell, Brian. Barbarella Cambodian.